Good. Um, if you're here for the first time, we give you a very warm welcome. Uh, my name's Ian, and it's just uh, it's a joy to be together, isn't it, this morning, worshipping, singing, talking. You know, the, the, the conversations, the bits in between are as important as what we do in, in these moments. Uh, because it's about, it's about community, it's about faith, it's about encouraging one another, it's about friendship, it's about treating one another as, as human beings, not just as, as, as people who come to a club on a Sunday morning and sing our songs and then get on with the rest of our life. So this is kind of like, it's integrated. It's all part and parcel of who we are as God's people um, to demonstrate and communicate something of value to one another. And so I love it. I love listening and hearing and seeing the conversations. And I, let's, let's keep pursuing that um, as we go. But we also believe in God's, uh, God's word, don't we? We believe in the power of his word to change and transform us. And um, we've been journeying through the Sermon on the Mount for what seems like, um, I don't know how long, a long time um, over the last uh, few months. But we're coming towards the end. And this morning, uh, we're going to be in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 7, looking at verses uh, 7 to 11. And Jesus giving some indication about prayer again. It's kind of like prayer part two. So earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, we were looking at the Lord's Prayer and how, how do we pray? How did Jesus teach his disciples to pray? What's some of the, the just a model of, of, of prayer and approach. And in this, these verses, Jesus is helping us to grasp something more about and further about prayer in all that he's just talked about. Because remember, the Sermon on the Mount isn't simply about a list of doing. It's not you do this and you will enter the kingdom of God. In fact, the, the, the Beatitudes speak of this will be true. If, you, if, we, if, if uh, you're blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So when we recognize our need for him, he, he begins to take us on this journey of transformation. And, and so we've, we, all the way as we've been going through, it's not just, it's not just about our doing, uh, it's not an invitation to do more. It's an invitation to be more. And out of our being more, we, we do the things that God has purposed us to do. Because we are, we are designed to do stuff, aren't we? I mean, we, we are designed to, to work and we're designed to be active. We're designed to be involved in the kingdom. It's kind of, it's what we do. But so often we get caught up with our doing and we neglect our being. And actually Jesus is saying, I want you to be bothered about your being. I want you to be bothered about what's going on inside of, of you and I in order that we might do the things that he's purposed to do, us to do and do them faithfully and fruitfully. Does that make sense? All right, so when Jesus is, is, is laying this out and he's talking to his disciples, he's, he's giving invitation. He's giving a sense of this. You want, a, you want life in the kingdom. You want to be effective in the kingdom. You want to do the things that I've called you to do. In fact, the things that you see me do, this is what it looks like because it comes out of a place of relationship for Jesus it was out of relationship with the father that dictated everything that he did he said Jesus said in in John's gospel I only do what I see my father doing and so out of a place of prayer the activity came and so Jesus in these verses uh, gives us some uh, some further instruction on prayer Verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I love that. It's, like, it's not it might be opened. Uh, it's not that it will be answered. It, it, or it might be answered. It will be answered. 
one who seeks will find it's not a might find it's a you, this is some promise this is some hope this is this is not a big game of hide and seek where we can somehow just never quite get there it's like Jesus is saying if, if we live this way if we pattern our lives and our hearts in this way this is what what the outcome could be and so he goes on um, who among you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? We're going to, put, we're going to leave it there because we'll pick up on the, on the golden rule next, uh, next week when we, we're together. Um, but this is, this is Jesus laying out. This, this is an approach. Okay, and now... Some, some commentators, some would understand that these are kind of equal things as, uh, as, uh, verbs as it relates to prayer. So ask, seek, um, ask, seek knock. Kind of just the, uh, different ways of approaching prayer. But there's a different way that we could look at it. And this, some other commentators note this. Is that uh, there's an increased intensity of our prayer life. So when we ask, he says, when you ask... It will be given to you. Now, my, my, my daughters, um, yeah, they're, they're both like this because I think they get this trait from me. Um, so when I, was, when I was a lad, all, right, all those years ago, I, I can remember um, just every time I would go into a shop with my mum and dad, nobody else is like this, are they? Like, and I think it's still true. Like, I go, can I have? Can I have? Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I have, can I have, can I have? And I, I remember it. My mum often reminds me of it. But I see it in my own kids. Oh, can I, can I have, can I have, can I have? Now I know that some of those things, those asks are not good. But actually, if they come and say, can I have a drink? Now they're getting older, say, so yeah, get it yourself. <laughs> but the provision, the provision's there. I'm not going to deny them what is good ask and it will be given so there's something of a recognition of in our prayer life we we can come to God who is a good father who longs to be found who longs to be approached so and and ask him but it's really important that we understand the teaching that Jesus gave right in the beginning about prayer seek first uh, so uh, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven so there's been this journey of pro- progression and thought about our life and our relationship with God that is based upon how do we, how do we serve him and please him. I can, I've lost count of the amounts of times that I've asked the Lord to give me a Ferrari. Or even just a new phone or even a, a new bike, you know, because that's kind of the way that my, my brain's wired. I ha- you see, I haven't lost it from when I was a kid. But he hasn't answered those. Am I bitter about that? No, not really. Because they're, they're, they're wants, aren't they? They're, they're things that if they were to happen, that would be a great, great blessing. But actually, it's not going to have a, any material effect upon my life and determine anything other than the, for the day-to-day. It would just be a really nice gift. So what is he asking when we say, ask him? Well, I, I, our daily bread. Our daily sustenance. Our very life that is dependent upon him. Ask him. Does it come out of the sense of thankfulness and gratitude and hope and life that is found in him? Does this sense of, God, today, I just, I just, I just need to know you. I, I need 
I need, I need to experience more of your grace in me today, Jesus. I, I need to be re- receive your mercy because actually yesterday was a really bad day and today there was potential to be really bad. My reactions weren't particular. God, would you, would you grant me grace and mercy? Would you bring transformation to me? The asking is determined by our understanding of his kingdom and his activity and what he's purposed us to do. So we ask. And how gladly and liberally will he give it to us? If, if, the, if the, our asking is based upon our desire for more of him and more, trans, more of his transformation in our lives in order that we might bear witness to, to his, his glory and his kingdom. I would say that he will lavish upon that upon us freely and gladly and liberally. So what are we asking for? That's a question really for us to, to ponder on. Uh, what am I asking for? What's the focus of my ask each day, each week, each month, each year? What am I truly, genuinely desiring? Just a little bit earlier in Matthew 7, uh, sorry, sorry, Matthew 6, verse 33, says, what does he say? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So all the, all the, the stuff, the, the, the necessities of life, all the things that we need for life will be given to us. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. So what are we asking for? Are we asking for an increase of his kingdom rule and reign in, in our lives? Are we asking that we would know him more? Is it, is it our desire? Because I know that when this, sorry, this, so this illustration isn't about when I, was, when I was a kid. This was just recently. I know that when I want, when I want something, I've got something in my mind. I, bless her. Rachel has a lot to put up with. I, I, I go, can, Rachel, I really need it. My life will be so much better if I have this thing. I just, I just got to have it. And I keep going. I keep asking, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I? Some, to my shame, right? And eventually she relents. Sometimes she'll say no. And I sulk for about an hour or three um, no, no. Um, but, but there's, a, there's, a, there's a persistence in the asking there's a desiring in the asking there's a sense of urgency in the asking and he comes on to the second part seek and you shall find and it almost like steps up the ante it almost is this increased um, energy and passion in, in prayer because I know that if I genuinely wanted a new bike, if I genuinely wanted to find something in the house that I was lost, if I genuinely knew that it was there, but I, wanted, I, I would not let it drop until I found it. Anybody ever like that? Like you've lost something, you just know it's, you know it's there, but you're just not sure, and you just like can't give up until you've found what you're looking for. So Jesus, I think, is going, you've got the ask, like the daily ask, the daily needs, and then there's the seeking. What are we we seeking after? What's the motivation of our heart? What's the drive of our hearts? The beautiful thing about this is it's not about the professionals. Like this this call to prayer, this call to life is not about the paid few or the super, super disciples. So often we think this kind of living, oh, it's, only, it's only for those that are, are really super serious. Or it's only for those that are, have got, got loads of time to be able to do it. It's only, only for those in the monastic orders or only those that are, are, you know, are, are paid and released to do, do this ministry full time. It's not. That's not what Jesus is saying. 
He's saying, actually, this, this call, this intensity, this, this desire, this passion for life in the kingdom, it's open and available to all. All you need to do is ask. And so often I, I, we, we, we can get distracted by many things, but Jesus is saying, What's the th- what is the thing that we're, we're seeking after most? What is the thing that's driving us the most? Is it the things that are temporal and that are so easily passed over and so easily lost? Or is it the things that are eternal, the things that have eternal value, the things that will enrich your life and my life far more than anything that we can ever imagine or dream? And it's the good gifts of of the good Father who loves us and loves to lavish his presence and his goodness and his grace and his mercy and his kindness and his forgiveness and all of that. He loves to lavish it upon us. Is that the stuff that we're seeking after? Are we seeking after his kingdom and his rule and his reign in the places where he's, in, he's placed us? Are we seeking after the kingdom of God to, to advance in Stratford and beyond? Are we seeking for the towns and the villages and the places, the people in your neighborhoods and your communities to, to encounter and embrace something of the kingdom of God? I wonder whether our, our missional effectiveness... Is, is directly related to our passion. Uh, not, not passion can be subjective, but our, 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 our desire for, for prayer, our outworking of prayer, our outworking and seeking of the things of God. I wonder if there's a, a connection between how effective and fruitful we are in, in our missional endeavors and our prayer life. Because any, any movement that I've studied, and I haven't studied them loads, but they're birthed in prayer. They're birthed in a people who you know, get, get to the point where they go, do you know what, Jesus, without you, we can do nothing. Without you, we, we, we've got no hope. Without you, without, without your breakthrough, without your kingdom coming, without your power, without your grace, without your mercy, without your kindness, without your transformation, we are absolutely, we've got nothing to give. I think it, it comes out of that, that surrender to him. It's what we're seeking. So I think, you know, if, if you've looked on the website or you've been a part of the church for a while, you'll know that our desire is to see uh, gospel communities planted in various towns and villages in Stratford-on-Avon district. That is a goal. As we stand at this moment, I go, I don't know about you, but I'm going, Lord, and how on earth are we going to do that? Hands up. I'm going, this, this seems like massive. It feels like a really scary big goal. And I'm going, wow, they're the kind of goals. They're the kind of vision. They're the kind of things that God, I think, loves to see in his people because it doesn't rely upon our effort and our energy and our strategy. Although that's all important stuff. It relies upon his power and his grace and his mercy and his kindness and his kingdom advancing and his people moving out in power and authority that is, is appropriate and right and reflective of the king in whom we serve so that people might encounter the true resurrected Jesus. I think that comes through people of prayer. I think it comes through you and I going, Jesus, we need you more than ever before. We're seeking after you. Seeking after your kingdom and your righteousness above everything else. Because we trust that you will, you will bring everything else that we need as we walk with you. And then he goes knocking. So it's almost like he's gone from asking, like, Alan, can I, can I have a cup of tea? Kind of asking. Thank you for that cup of tea, Alan. Or 
going in from the seeking, the, the searching and, and, and probing and kind of like, I'm after something, I'm longing for something, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to give up until I find it, to the knocking. It's not like, then off you go. When I have this image in mind about knocking, I actually have in mind... Now, none of you will have ever experienced this. Well, on the receiving end, hopefully. Maybe, well, maybe you have. But where, watch these police dramas, right? And and they don't go, are are you in? (laughs) It's like, oh, they're thudding on the door it's like I am coming in because doors are meant to be opened if you hit a brick wall you've got the wrong you've got the wrong spot doors are meant to be opened and so Jesus is kind of raising the ante when it comes to our prayer and saying actually this is, uh, this is I think this is about intercession I think this is about going we are this is what we see this is what we're called to and Jesus we're not going to give up knocking on the door knocking on the door Jesus because we we believe that this aligns with your purposes this aligns with your will this is not about this is not about the material stuff this is about your kingdom advance this is about your kingdom breaking in Jesus this is about people lost people this is about people far from God being brought near to him that's the I think that's the kind of knocking he desires I think that's the kind of thing we can go, as we intercede for people, go, Lord, would you break through in their lives? Would you reveal yourself to them? Would your kingdom come? Would you, would you, would you Jesus, break through so that they might see you and know you and understand? Is that the kind of intensity that I think Jesus wants in us? Some of us pray in different ways. You know, I've had the joy of being in prayer meetings in Africa and India, and they're wild. You know, in, a, in a great way because there's just this sense of passion and urgency and desire and longing because there's this like we know God that unless you do it unless you do it nothing's going to change and in England we're a little bit more reserved and, and I get that so this isn't about a style of prayer it's actually about heart of prayer. It's about what's the direction of our hearts. How do we, how do we, how do we do that in such a way that we know that when we ask, we will receive. When we seek, we'll find. When we knock, the door will be opened because it aligns with his purposes. I think that's the invitation for us. And that's the invitation for my life, the people that I long to see come to faith in Jesus. I think that's the invitation. The question is, will I be serious enough to raise the ante in my prayer life. Beautiful thing is, it goes on, and I don't know how you want to say something into this in a moment, but um, he goes on to say that he is, he's a good father. So he's not, he's not playing hide and seek. He's not not wanting to give us what we need to 
for the, for the life that he's invited us into. He longs to do it. And so if we ask for bread, he says, will he give us a stone? Of course not. It's bread. If we ask for a fish, will he give us a snake? Of course not. Because who would give somebody they love something that could do them harm? So he then goes on to say, well, if you who are evil know how to give, give good gifts to your children, and how much more? And it, interestingly, it doesn't define the how much more. It's just like, how much more the one who is good, the one who is perfect, the one who is above all and over all and in all, how much more will he lavish his love and his mercy and his grace and his good gifts upon you? Now Luke tells us that the good gifts that he refers to is the, the Holy Spirit without whom we have no chance of reaching anybody because it's he who empowers it's he who equips it's he who calls it's he who convicts people of their sin and their wrongdoing those far from God it's, it's the Holy Spirit who draws them in so unless we're in partnership with the Spirit we've got absolutely no chance of doing the very things that he's called us to do so he says when you ask he will give. And we receive in faith. We receive knowing, believing, and trusting that he is a good God who will indeed pour out his spirit upon us. So what we're going to do in a moment, because I think I've probably talked um, for long enough. In a, But he is more, more desiring to pour out his good gift upon us than I think sometimes we are to receive it. I think he's longing for you and I to not just have an encounter with him that is a moment in time, but is to be filled by him, to be empowered for the very things that he's called us to do. So as you go about your everyday, as you go about your work, your family, your service, there's an active partnership with the Spirit where, where you can be attentive to his leading and attentive to his prompting to, to say something or not to say something, to do something or not to do something, to to just be aware of what's going on. He's desiring to pour out his spirit upon us. See, uh, if, again, we, we are a, we're a Pentecostal church. We meet in a URC building, but we believe in the activity and the power and the presence of the spirit for today. We believe that he, his promise is that when Jesus, came, when Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem, in Acts chapter 1, wait and you will, you'll receive the Spirit. And, and then he goes on, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. So the Spirit was given for mission. This whole thing, I think, is birthed in the, in the sense of understanding what God is doing, understanding where people are at, understanding where his activity is in order that we might, how do we do that? We do that through prayer, actually. We do that through surrender. We do that through observing what God is doing. And we do it in partnership with the Spirit. not just in meetings 
but in every place in space. I think that's what he's called us to do. So I wonder, um, as, a, as a community of believers, as people who have been called out by God to, to be ambassadors of his wherever we've, we've been placed, is that, is that something we're desiring this morning? More of him. To be filled. Are you, are you running on empty? Are you running on fumes? Have you, has your intensity of asking, seeking, knocking, has it, has it dipped? I think there's an opportunity this morning for us to be filled. And then I also think there's an opportunity for us together to pray for people and places. We're talking about mission, we're talking about pe- people, you and I being fo- <laughs> captivated by the fact that there are people in Stratford, in Ulster, in Wellsbourne, in Ox Hill, in Lower Quinton, Upper Quinton, any other kind of Quintons, that they're all, there's lost people. Lost people. How do we live out that life of Christ in those spaces? Let's pray, we'll pray for them because you'll have people in mind. Now, the other thing, before we do, and I don't know whether you wanted to say anything or not, but um, um, just this uh, uh, this book was really is really helpful. How to live an invitational life, because uh, I think it's prayer, prayer and action. And so, if you're interested, have a look at it. Um, I'll leave it there. You can have a look, see what it's all about. But Steve Carter is a, was a pastor in the States and he just wrote this book, how to, how to Live an Invitational Life, how to live in such a way that is, means that we're open to people. Love people. Love everybody everywhere, I think is one of his phrases. And how do, we, how do we live in such a way that it opens up the invitation for those who are far from God? So yeah, have a look after. Um, ben, Vicky, would you come back? All right, I don't, do you want to say anything? So I kind of feel like sometimes, and, and I, I'm, I'm super guilty of this, is I, I can teach on a subject, t- preach on a subject, and then we go home. And um, we don't create the space just to respond to what God might want to do in the asking, the seeking, and the knocking. So the question really is, where are, where are you at this morning? Where am, I'm asking the question of myself, where am I? It's not, it's not me here, you there, and there's this great big chasm, and I'm all right, Jack. It's the rest of you. It's not, this is us together. Where are we? Where are we? Are we, are we full? Do we need a, are we afraid of the, an intensity increasing? Because when the intensity comes, and that, that, that means change, doesn't it? So often, like, that can be the thing that stops us. If I, if, I get, if I really get serious about this, what's it going to mean? What's going to change? Because that's the truth, isn't it? Like if, if we are going to go all in for Jesus, now you've heard me say that all in for Jesus doesn't mean all perfect. It just means I'm setting my course, saying, Jesus, I'm, I'm walking with you. Come what may, I'm with you. I'm loyal to you. I'm all in. 
and he graciously works with us and walks with us. And so today, this isn't this isn't about guilt. This isn't about kind of coming into in, into the gathering and walking out with even with even worse. No, this is about us going, Jesus. Th- we this is where I'm at. And the invitation is that if if God's desire for us is to be a people who know Him and walk with Him to display to a watching world what it means to be a Christ follower it means some of that intensity will increase it means that some of the the prayer focus will change it means some of the commitments that we have get reordered and reprioritized it it means that some of the things that have captivated our hearts are laid aside in order that we might be the kind of people that he's called us to be so you can sit you can stand you can kneel you can cry you can laugh but what are you asking for what are you asking for this morning love that question when Jesus says blind Bartimaeus what do you what what do you want what do you want me to do for you what are you asking for this morning what have you been seeking as you examine your heart as I examine mine what has been the thing that I've, I've really focused upon what have been what have I been pursuing Prioritizing. And have I given up knocking? Or are we, are we keep going? Do we keep knocking? Do we keep aligning our heart and our, our desire for people who are close to us to encounter Him? For communities to be changed? For lives to be turned around? For people and places to be transformed by the power of the gospel? Are we are we going to keep on knocking?
Jesus by faith, then secure. The Spirit of God comes and lives in you. He makes you new. You've been born again. As John tells us in chapter 3, born again through faith. in John 14 that he would send the Holy Spirit upon the disciples in order to to fulfill his mission to do what he's called them to do to be who he's called them to be so the invitation today is one if you've not been born again today's, today's an opportunity to be born again to receive Jesus put your faith and hope in him for life itself there is no other there's no other way there is no in no other means or way that you will ever please him other than simply putting your trust in him and the invitation for those of you who may have been walking with Jesus for a little while Paul encourages us in Ephesians 5 you can look this up later verses 15 to 21 but it says be filled with the spirit there's a continual sense of being filled. Keep being filled. Ongoingly being filled. So that we walk with him. Talk with him. Know him. That's the invitation this, this day. So if you've, if you've not put your trust in Jesus, I'd love to have a conversation with you after. I'd love to talk to you about that been walking with Jesus a little while and maybe if you you might want to extend your hands you you might want to stand you might want to just say assume a posture of receiving and and ask that he would fill you afresh today come Holy Spirit come and fill us afresh Fill us in. Pour out your spirit upon us.